Arizona, Arizona Sports, Sports, the local the sports, local leader. sports leader. leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. That's right, get your plumbing tune-up, just like forty nine ninety five. complete plumbing tune-up, Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, call them at 480-NO-WORRY, that's 480-NO-WORRY. Time to take you through the top stories of the day and what we call the 4 o'clock reset. Here's what you need to know. We've got Suns basketball on a menu tonight. Unfortunately, both teams will be without key players. The Suns will have no Devin Booker, while the Lakers will be without both LeBron James and Anthony Davis. DeAndre Ayton is questionable. Pat Bev is questionable. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock tonight on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Uh, and the Suns are coming off that big win against New Orleans, Tim. That was a terrific game. 58 points for Devin Booker. Tremendous game for Book and a big win over the Pelicans. Dazzling array of shot making by Booker in that game. Gamble, I think that I think that was his best game in his NBA yeah. career. No, it, it, it was. And I think I would say some of the playoff games were better games because the, the meaning was a lot higher. He had some incredible games in the playoffs that I would rate higher than that. But overall, that was a that that's a top ten game. But if I'm yeah, I mean obviously playoff games have more meaning. But from an individual. Hop on my back. Twenty-five I'm, straight I'm points. I'm going into the phone booth and put it on the cape against a very good team. As far as regular season games go, that one had some meeting. That that one had some teeth to it, given to what the Pelicans had done to the Suns in New Orleans. I'm telling sure. you that that that, that was yeah. a special performance. Fifty-eight points. Do you, have, do you have any problem with him jacking up a three with two seconds left? No. Well, we both, did you have a problem with Zion and the dunk in the New Orleans game? No. Okay, because it, it can't be. You can't be like, nope. oh, I'm pissed at Zion, but yay, Book tried to get sixty. Like, nope. it's got to be. It's got to be like either you're okay with it. I'm not an or unwritten. you're not okay. Nope. With and it. I'm not an unwritten rules guy. I don't care if a guy hits a home run and stares at it for ten seconds either. I don't care if a guy hits a home run and does a backflip that ends up in the third row. I'm not an unwritten rules guy. Do whatever you want. You want right. to do it? Yeah, go ahead. There it is. I'm just yeah. But you can't, can't be like, oh, I really am pissed at Zion for what he did. And then be like, oh, that's cool. A book shot. Oh, same thing. Same wow. thing. Game's out of hand. You guys are taking shots with two seconds left. All right. Uh, the NFL. Week 15. Let's talk about the Cardinals. First of all, we got the Cardinals injury update from head coach Cliff Kingsbury today. Colt McCoy is in concussion protocol. They're going to see how he does, but the team will err on the side of caution, which all teams are doing these days, if he is not able to go on Christmas Day. By the way, you see the three Christmas Day games? There's one Yuck. One team. With a winning record. With a winning record. Yuck. I, know, I tweeted that yesterday. Yuck. Yeah. These games are terrible. There's three terrible football games. You know, on Christmas Day. It wasn't the. I mean, it, when they when the schedule came out, it was a good job by the NFL. I mean, it's not. You know, how, you know they how are they supposed to know? No. How about tonight's game? That on paper, that probably looked great when the schedule came out. Yeah. Oof. All right, uh, Kelvin Beecham, Max Garcia, their day-to-day. Zach Allen, Allen will not be back this week. He missed the game yesterday. They're hoping to have Marco Wilson and Antonio Hammond, Hamilton back this week. Both of those guys were out. Cardinals were really shorthanded at the cornerback spot. So that's uh, the injury bug has just been, listen, it's been with them all year long. They have been a team decimated by injuries. 
the whole season. They've just never gotten healthy. Three games left in the season. It's not going to change anytime soon. Nope. They've had a different offensive lineup pretty much every game, I think. How about Chris Myers yesterday admitting that Vance Joseph in the meeting before the game didn't really know the names of his defensive backs. They had so many new guys playing. I mean, that's how bad it is. When your defensive coordinator I didn't catch that. doesn't I didn't know the name. That. Is that yeah. what he said? Yeah. Wow. And I think he was trying to make light of it, I, I, but I put it on Twitter. I'm like, I'm sure Vance Joseph probably doesn't appreciate Myers saying that. Like the <laughs> well, defensive coordinator, yeah. the defensive coordinator doesn't know the guys, doesn't know the name of a guys that the guys playing. All right, let's I mean, talk about that big game tonight at Lambeau Field, where the Packers are hosting the Rams. You're right. That probably looked like a great game. Yeah, of course yes, it did. Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Packers, Rams, uh, but it's not. Both teams are absolutely terrible, including the Rams. Big developing story. Eagle star Jalen Hurts. Uh, his status is in doubt for Saturday's game against the Cowboys because of a sprained throwing shoulder that he suffered in the third quarter Sunday. It is not believed to be a long-term injury. However... That is a that would be a big loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're playing great football now. With the Cowboys losing to Jacksonville, the Eagles getting that win over Chicago, plenty of margin forever. They're going to win the division. If I'm the Eagles, you play it smart. If there's anything wrong with Jalen Hurts, you don't play him. You don't play him. No, and I don't. I would not. They're they're in no jeopardy of losing that number one seed either, right? I mean, the Vikings no. are. I mean, I guess technically they haven't. Sewn it up yet? But no, you don't mess with. You don't mess. Two game lead, I think, on everybody. Two game lead with three to play. I mean, and even then, the most important thing is Jalen Hurts being healthy. So even if you could, even if you lost a game or two, you don't care about that. You just got to make sure that he is healthy. Big weekend college basketball here in the state of Arizona. ASU picked up a huge win over San Diego State. They're eleven and one. They've actually entered the top twenty-five of the AP poll. So, a uh, big win for ASU. They clobbered San Diego State, and now they're in the top 20 high, 25. Bobby Hurley's team playing extremely well right now. They are ranked 25th. I believe it's the first time both the Arizona schools are ranked. 2018. In about four years. Well, yes. almost five years, I guess. Since 2018, the last yep, time both are ranked in the top 25. And what a game. Uh, Arizona taking down number six, Tennessee. Number nine versus number six at McHale. They've got a 25-game home winning streak. Tubelis was fantastic in that game. That was a close game for a while, but they pulled away late, and Arizona takes down Tennessee. They they lost to Tennessee last year in Tennessee. They beat them at McHale. That's a good U of A team. Balo has been playing well. Larson's playing well. Uh, Kirk Kreese, I like the Ramey kid, uh, but that was a nice win for the U of A, and they're going to move up, uh, move it up in the rankings too after that big win against Tennessee. Speaking of the Sun Devils, ASU football and Kenny Dillingham have continued on their recruiting trail. The latest additions to Texas edge rusher Prince Dorber, Washington State edge rusher Travion Brown, and Cal offensive lineman Ben Coleman. They all announced their commitments on Sunday amid visits. And just today, reported by Pete Thamel of ESPN, Drew Pine, one of the top available quarterbacks in the NCAA transfer portal, is transferring to Arizona State from Notre Dame. You watched him play at Notre Dame. He was the backup, but he ended up being the starting quarterback. I watched every game he ever played. So Drew Pine was in the program. I can give you guys a little scouting report. So Drew Pine was in the program at Notre Dame for three years. But because of a redshirt season and the COVID year, he shows up in Tempe with three years of eligibility. 
Now, you guys are going to see stats. He was 8-2 as a starter this past year with 24 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. Uh, that is obviously factual and true. Drew Prime began the season as the backup at Notre Dame. He was backing up a kid named Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner broke his uh, clavicle shoulder uh, area in the uh, second game of the season. Uh, Drew Pine took over. Drew Pine did a good job. He won eight games. He lost two. Uh, he was a he's a game manager type quarterback. He's only five nine. He does not have a strong arm, and he does not run the ball all that well as a running quarterback. It's the year for shorter people. Lionel Messi. Yep. He's not very big. So he he took advantage of a good offensive line and a great tight end and a good running game and just kind of did his deal out there. Uh, but he's not going to overwhelm you physically or with an abundance of talent. I would be shocked, honestly, if he beat out Trenton Borgay for the starting job after what I saw out of Borgay last year. So don't let the, 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 the Notre Dame headline uh, fool you into thinking Drew Pine is a you know, five-star type, you know, big-time quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's going to Creates be, competition at the position. He's going to be competing with Borgay and Conover for that job. He's not going to be waltzing in there on a, right, a white horse just because he's from Notre Dame and he's going to take that starting job. He is undersized and not the greatest athlete playing that position. Busy weekend in baseball with the MLB signing. J.D. Martinez gets a one-year $10 million deal with the Dodgers. J.D. Martinez with the Dodgers. Dansby Swanson going to Wrigley Field to play for the Cubs. Seven years, $177 million. Andrew Benintendi signs with the Southside Chicago team. The White Sox, five years, $75 million. And the Red Sox landed Justin Turner who was a target for the D-backs. The D-backs had talked to Justin Turner. It's a two-year, $22 million deal. Former D-back Jordan Luplo signs a one-year, $1.4 million deal with the Atlanta Braves. And uh, Clayton Kershaw will pitch for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. That's everything in baseball, as you know. Messi got it done. Argentina got past France in a thrilling World Cup final. And over the weekend, former Suns forward Amari Stoudemire arrested for domestic violence in Miami. He is facing a misdemeanor battery after domestic violence situation Sunday morning. That gets you caught up on everything that's going on in sports. We'll talk a little Cardinals next. Big game from J.J. Watt. Does that mean that the star should come back next season in a Cardinals quarterback situation? What kind of mess are they in? We'll talk about that next on Arizona Sports, the sports leader. Let's go. Big Red Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Back and throw with it. Hit and sack. Absolutely mauled by J.J. Watt at the 48-yard line. It takes Rippin a little time to get up. That's like turning around and all of a sudden Jaws is there. Ready to swallow you up. All right, this season cannot come to an end soon enough for the Arizona Cardinals. They lose to the Broncos. They uh, they fall to 4-10. and ten. We, We're talking about draft position, but there are guys that are going out there and playing and you know playing well and playing hard. It was nice to see J.J. Watt continue to have a good season. We had gone into the season thinking that they needed a big year out of J.J. Watt. With Chandler Jones gone and them not addressing the pass rush, 
although they did draft Majai Sanders and Cameron Thomas, there was a belief that for the Cardinals to be what they wanted to be, that J.J. Watt needed to have a good year. Well, nobody can say he's had a bad year. Had a great year. J.J. Watt has had a very good year. Now, whether you want to bring him back or not, that's a story for another day, or we will talk about it. But, it, it you know, for this year, J.J. Watt has produced. They signed him to a deal. He's going to be a free agent after this year. The way that they structured the contract, there was no way to get out of it last year. Remember, he fought really hard last year to get back for that playoff game against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So he was able to get back for the playoff game against the Rams. Um, with all the torn muscles and everything he had, he got back. And then this year, he's gone out there and he's played well. He's played at a high level. He's given them leadership. He's been a good player for them. I don't think you look at Jay, you look at a lot of players and say, that was a waste of money. I don't think you look at a J.J. Watt and say, oh, that's a waste of money this year. No, and it's not just about mentoring the young guys. J.J. Watt and Buda Baker have been their best two defensive players of the year. I mean, I know Zayvon Collins took a, a leap and Isaiah Simmons has made a few plays. But the two best defensive players on the Cardinals this year have been J.J. Watt and Buda Baker. And nobody can argue with that. So when you talk about losing them next year, okay, I get it. There's a financial component to this, and there's an age component to this. they got to get younger. They have to get more athletic. And they have to they repla- gotta rely on younger players. And they've gotta re- but they got to replace his production because if you're going to send the second-best defensive player you've got packing, and you're already not a great defense when it comes to keeping opponents off the scoreboard to begin with, you, you better replace a guy with somebody who could play. By the way, uh, Fields Yates had this yesterday with Watt. I'm not sure everybody saw it. Incentive-wise, he came into the game yesterday with six and a half sacks. When he got his first sack, he hit an incentive, 500 grand. When he got another sack, surpassing eight, he earned another 200 grand. So he made about 700 grand, almost a million bucks, with two sacks in about 20 minutes of game action. How about that? That's pretty good. He's got a little incentive That's there. pretty good yeah, ROI, they used, they used ROI that, if you call it. He used to do that with everybody. Like if the uh, the John Abraham incentive and the Dwight Freeney incentive. And for the players, you know, that would play well. They would give those guys big incentives. And, they, you know, that way if they got a couple extra sacks, they could make some extra money. That was always a Steve Kime special right there. Right. I mean, so he got, he got again, he got 700 grand with two sacks in about 20 minutes of game action. So. He's not a player I think I would want to bring back, although most people would. Most people would say, okay, I want to bring this guy back. But for me, when I look at J.J. Watt, I'm not looking at a – I mean, I'm, I think he probably can go somewhere with as a contending team where he could be a, an impact player, maybe help that team out. I'm not sure that's the Arizona Cardinals. I would think that's what he would want to do. At his age, mid-30s, I mean, if you're, if you're J.J. Watt – there's got to be a team out there. I mean, if you're doing it the way he's doing it and the way he's been doing it for all these years, we had a nice little crowd gathering around here for a second. I was kind of like, are these guys going, are they going to attack us here at the Fries? They just wanted to see you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. If you notice, Gambo and I were kind of hesitating when we were speaking there. It was like, it was like is this a street gang? <laughs> yeah, listen, anyway, I, like, I like JJ. Anyway, let's talk about but JJ. But I, 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 I have an older team that needs to get younger. I got to start relying on younger players. I need to invest in. I need to invest my money not in thirty-four-year-old guys. Um, I need to invest my money in younger players that could be here for. You know, I'm not. I'm not one year away. I'm not looking at the Cardinals like you're one year. Especially if Kyler's going to miss a portion of the season. I don't. I don't think that he's a luxury when you are a contending team yes. and maybe one player yes. away, and yes. they're they're not there yet. Unless he's going to give them some sweet hometown discount because he just doesn't want to leave and move and I don't think JJ Watt's gonna be interested in that. But who but who knows? I do know this. He's had a hell of a year. 
Uh, he's had a hell of a year, and he fought so hard to get back last year. And I'll, and I'll also add this. Uh, it's, it's a December 18th game in Denver, and there's not a whole lot to play for. The, the professionalism and the character and the guts and the guile that Watt showed yesterday, and, and Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, and Buda Baker, all those guys, I think they should be commended. And you could probably say, well, they're, they're pros. They're getting paid. They should do that. But, man, it's hard this time of year. It's hard for these guys, and then those guys went out there and they and they played hard and they gave it their all, and you know their offense wasn't wasn't living up to their end of the bargain. But, but Watt was out there and he was a one man wrecking crew in that first half, and they just wasn't enough to sustain it for fourth quarter for or, uh, for four quarters. But you know he 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 he, he, he earned his money yesterday. He did in more ways than yeah. one. Gamble. No, listen. Like again, I think if I'm JJ Watt, I want to look at my last year or two, and I always say, where can I go where I have a chance to win? I want to get back to the playoffs. I want to win a Super Bowl. I want a chance. And I don't think that that's that. You may like it here and everything, and I think that's great. But I think for him, I think the most important thing is where does he want to go? And and if if, if winning is the utmost importance for him, he'll probably find other situations. At the right price, if you wanted to come back here, you can get him on a discount. He's a good player to have. But I still think the Arizona Cardinals desperately need to get younger. They need to get more athletic. They need to get, you know, rely on those guys. The investment, you know, if, if JJ's going to get paid, uh, you know, a good amount of money, I don't know that I want to pay a 34 year old, even on a one year deal, a lot of money when that money could go somewhere else. Yeah. I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but sometimes you just got to say, hey, listen, you got everything you could out of JJ Watt. He was a good player here for two years, and now you let him go somewhere else and try to win, and you take that money and you invest it somewhere well, else. Well, keep in mind, though, great interior linemen on both sides of the ball are tackles when you talk about offense. Great free agents that are young are going to be expensive. So the Cardinals really need to start building with these guys in the draft. They need, and I don't care if it's second round, third round, or even if you want to spend a first round pick on somebody of that nature or that position. It's time for them to start hitting on guys on the inside out when you build a football team in the NFL draft. I bet Burns did the other day the first pick's going to be an offensive lineman. I said, you can have the field. I'm taking an offensive Fine. lineman. I agree with you. That's a start. Yeah. Build from I'm the, taking an offensive lineman. Build from the inside out. The problem yeah. is they're probably going to be hanging there at number three, and Will Anderson's going to be sitting there from Alabama, who's, of course, a linebacker. They're not going to take a linebacker. And they may take a defensive end. But I think more than likely what they'll do is they'll trade down. I think more than likely what they'll do is they'll say, what teams want to get a quarterback? Right. There's no way Will Anderson's going to be the pick. But what they would do is they could take that pick and they could trade down. So you could say, okay, I'm going to take the th- if I can get If I can get three first-round picks for the third pick or the fourth pick overall in the draft, if I could get you know a first round of this year, first round of next year, and then a bunch of picks in the second and third round, you got to you got to consider that. Right. You have a lot of holes. You have quarterback well, holes. You have you have holes on the offense, several holes on the offensive line. Okay, Ronnie Hudson's not coming back. I don't think Justin Pugh's going to come back. Kelvin Beecham's probably not coming Kelvin back. Kelvin Beecham may not come back. Like you know, I, I, you gotta you gotta figure that out. And then the f- defensive line too. Like you've got to get some run stuffers. You've got to get some edge rushers. Like the more picks you have, the better off you were going to be. Now, if there is a elite, elite game-changing player where you're picking, you may have a hard time passing on that guy. Well, that's Will Anderson, for... though, Gambo. That's the problem. I mean, if you're picking three and he's there, he's that guy. You can't do it. I, I, I know. Well, that, first of all, let's just see who the guy is in charge and see what he thinks. 
about how elite a guy like Will Anderson would be. Because I agree with you. After after Simmons and Collins, you can't go out there and spend a third pick in the draft on him no. on an outside linebacker, no. There's right? There's no way. There's just no way. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's even possible for them to do. Rock and roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're heading to State Farm Stadium on May 14 with the Strokes. Tickets are on sale now, but you could win a pair of tickets right now by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. The Phoenix Suns, yeah, they're back in the news, but not for a good way. We'll talk about that next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. They took him right to the rim for a whammo. Suns Day brought to you by Coco 5. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, if you're getting ready to come down for the game tonight, Suns-Lakers, we do have Coco 5 here at the uh, a Coco 5 special going on right here at the Fries across the street from the Footprint Center. Uh, what we have is you can register to win a signed Devin Booker jersey, a pair of Chris Paul shoes, a Charles Barkley card. We've got uh, a, a shopping spree at Fries and a year's supply of Coco 5. Uh, I think Chris Paul is an investor in it now, too. You know, Devin Booker is... Uh, is one of the owners of Coco 5. So if you come on down here to the Fries at the Footprint Center, we can get you all set up and registered to win some of these great prizes. But you need to show up here. We'll be here at 6.30 tonight. So we got a little extended burns and gab. All right, let's get right to our Twitter poll sponsored by Sanderson Ford. Mitch is here with our update on our poll question. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Yeah, guys, you were talking about it a little bit in the prior segment about J.J. Watt. What a game he had yesterday, right? By the way, do you see that the NFL reached out to him about a randomly selected drug testing? Yes. He said that it happens every time he has three sacks. Go figure, right? So we made that kind of the subject of our poll question today because he is heading into free agency this offseason. So we're asking you, do you want J.J. J. Watt on the Cardinals next season. We've got three options. 100% yes, whatever it takes. Yes, but only if the price is right, and then no. I'm going no, but I totally am in the minority here because I just don't really want to invest in guys that are that age for this football team right now. Yeah, see, I, I say yes if the price is right, only because what I was saying earlier is that he's just one of your best defensive football players right now. I, I get it. He's, he's older, and you can look at him as a luxury, but you, you got to have great players to win in this league, and the Cardinals don't have enough great players. And are you risking a little bit with J.J. Watt potentially getting hurt? Yeah, of course you are. But again, that's why I'm more of the of the of the B answer, Mitch. In that, if the price is right, you can't overpay. And if a contending team thinks he's the final piece and they want to give him a chunk of money on a one year deal, and you get outbid, then so be it. But I think there has to at least be a conversation between the front office and J.J. Watt and see if they can find something reasonable for him to come back for another year. I understand both of the arguments from the both of you, but right now the leader at almost two thousand votes on this one, the leader still like it was yes. a couple hours ago <laughs> at 45.7% say 100% yes. 42.1% going with Tim's response, yes, but only if the price is right. And 12.1%, a little minority with Gambo at no. So about 87 to 12% on that one. Wow. Okay. All right. That is our Twitter poll. You can go online at the Burns and Gambo page. It is, core, of course, sponsored by the great people at Sanderson Ford and Sanderson Lincoln. Sanderson Ford just 
just uh, uh, just south of Glendale on 51st Avenue. If you're looking for a new Ford car, truck, or SUV, head on over. All right, it, uh, another story. When are others going to be held accountable? Allegations of son's misconduct extend beyond Robert Sarver. Another Baxter Holmes ESPN story here on the Phoenix Suns. And this one goes into a lot of uh, a lot more detail and not about Robert Sarver, but what they say about this story is, uh, you know, more abuse, mistreatment, retaliation, and intimidation by other Suns executives in this story pointing to, hey, no, it wasn't just Robert Sarver. It was a culture here and other people followed along with that. And are these people going to be held accountable? And some stories that were not in the official report. It, it, it seems to me, Gambo, and again, you know, we're on the radio. We're really in a tough position because we don't know what happened. I mean, all we can go by is by what Baxter Holmes writes and, and what the anonymous sources are saying. We encourage everybody to read the article for themselves. But, yes, there, they, they, there are some names given uh, by, by people. There are some incidents uh, relayed to Baxter Holmes. Uh, that 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 happened. Now, some of the ones the Suns front office admitted that they did not handle properly. I mean, one that I that 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 struck me was a Sun sponsor, a representative of a sponsor, yeah. who acted inappropriately to a Suns employee in Mexico City, and the Suns employee did not feel the organization protected her or handled that appropriately. But again, the the person who was acting inappropriately was not a Suns employee. Uh, and I kind of read that, and I was like, you know, why wasn't the sponsor, why wasn't that company responsible for handling their employee who was acting inappropriately. Yes, maybe the Suns could have handled it better on their end, and they admitted they should have. And they, you know, and, and Jason Rowley, the team president, apparently did, did not like getting stopped by security every time he entered the arena and being asked to show credentials, and he would let the security members have it uh, verbally when when, the, when they asked him to show the proof of credentials. He didn't like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that in there. And again, I encourage yeah. everybody just to read it and make your own decisions. But I will say this. It appears to me there are a, 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 a section of Suns employees or former employees that are not happy with just Robert Sarver's scalp on No, they deal. wanted other people to be. And listen, you know what's going to happen here, okay? Somebody's going to come by this team, and they're going to want to hire all their own. They're not going to keep a lot of the people that are here. They're going to make a lot of – at the top, okay, not at the, the middle level. Like, I don't think that a lot of the people that, you know, that you know work in media relations and stuff like that or the, the web. Website. I don't think those people's jobs are in jeopardy. But if you're a higher end executive and somebody comes and somebody new buys a team, he's going to want to surround himself with some of his own people that he knows and trusts, and he's going to want to do clean. He's going to want to clean some house based on these stories and the allegations. So I totally expect that there's going to be a lot of change, uh, changeover anyway, and I find turnover, that, turnover I, I, anyway. Right. And I find that to be very obvious. So I got to be honest. When the article came out today, I, I kind of thought like. Why? Like, what? What? Why? Like, it, it's going to take care of itself. If, if people need to 
go to make sure to make sure it takes care of itself. I, I, I know, but whoever, like, but just to echo what you just said, the, the new owner is going to come in, and he's probably going to bring in some, un, some some of his own people. Of course, he will. Who wouldn't? Uh, right. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that, when Elon it, Musk took over Twitter, what happened? All right, everybody got fired. All of those people got fired. And, and, Elon and, Musk took over Twitter. He brought in his own people, and he got rid of all the people that were at the top. Now, you know that, that's 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 typical when 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 a, a, a company like that changes hands so and get, somebody comes in and they buy the team, they're usually going to bring in people that they know and trust that that have, that have been with them for a while and that to, to run the organization. So I guess I just I, I don't understand why why some of these people are still going to Baxter Homes. Like, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? Write write more. Write more. Write more. I just it seems like you know. The, the the job is done. Like the, 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 if the goal was to you get got your ownership you, change, yeah, you got, got you got your guy. You got you got him. You got him. The, 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 he's out. He's suspended. The team is for sale. But what if there was abuse by other people in the organization? But what if there was? Do you just just let? That well, why wasn't that brought up then in the in the NBA's investigation? It just seems like I mean, my God, Gamble, they investigated the hell out of this I thing. Know. I know. I mean, shouldn't that? I mean, they weren't just investigating Robert Sarver. Shouldn't that have been brought up in the NBA's investigation? Investigation. I think it just in seems the like investigation. Other inci- they right, did kind of say that there could be other members of the organization that you know that that this trickles down to. Now, you know, the, to me, one of the things that I thought was interesting with the sponsor thing that you were talking about is that they were saying like, you know, we don't have to take this anymore because we because our revenues up. So it was almost like when the the Suns were winning twenty basketball games a year and it was hard to get sponsors and advertisers. They were kind of they kind of felt like we can't really rock the boat here because we can't afford to lose a sponsor spending this much money. Where after they started to win, this was in the story. This is what I took out of it. After they started to win, like okay, revenue's king. Now we've got a lot of revenue. Now we could go tell this guy to go take a walk, go jump in a lake. Now we can tell you because we don't need your revenue because you know now we're on top again. Which I, is I wrong. Took that that's a wrong way to handle it. And I hope they, it, I hope they know but that's that what now. I took out of it. Right. I, I mean, you, and one of the one of the you know main executives I guess said that like okay, you know now we're doing well revenue wise. We don't have to take that anymore. So our, sp- our, so our sponsors, uh, our sponsors, associates can stop sexually harassing our employees now. Yeah, because they're winning basketball games, winning games. That more revenue. That's yeah. how that, that's how it was portrayed in the story. Yeah, that's obviously that's ridiculous, and mistakes have been made. And I, I, I just I, I assume Gambo, and I hope that the healing process in the organization on the on the business side uh, is catching up to the basketball side because the basketball side has figured it out, right? Uh, you just hope that the the other side of the building uh, is right behind him. And I think when a new owner comes in, there's going to be more changes. And of course, hopefully, anybody, and it, it's just hopefully, normal. Hope, yeah. And and and, listen, and and a new owner would come in and probably change out people who are really, really mm-hmm. good people too. So anybody that maybe acted inappropriately over the past ten, fifteen years, if they deserve to be shown the door, they probably will be. And if they don't deserve to be, maybe they probably will be also. Speaking because a of- new owner's coming in. Speaking of being shown the door, will the Cardinals' general manager be shown the door? We'll talk about that next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
Meanwhile, tumultuous week for the Cardinals. General Manager Steve Kime took a health-related leave of absence. There's some real doubt, I would say, that he is actually back with the Cardinals, which means they could end up needing a new general manager, which means, Rich, owner Michael Bidwell will face a decision at the end of the year. Does he bring back Coach Cliff Kingsbury, or does he clean house entirely after a lost season? All right, that's Ian Rappaport with the NFL Network talking about the future of Steve Kime. Lots of speculation right now that is out there about the future of the longtime Cardinals general manager. They're in the midst of a 4-10 and season. There's been a lot of problems on the field. There's been a lot of problems off the field for the Arizona Cardinals. And you got to feel that somebody is going to take the heat for that. Somebody's going to get the majority of the blame for that. And we've all been speculating for a while now because we've this is this is the snowball effect, right? This thing's been happening for weeks and weeks and weeks when you realized pretty early that this was not a good football team. We realized pretty early this team was not going to be a playoff team and uh, they just continue to struggle and struggle. The roster is not very good. It's it's older. Some of the draft picks have not panned out and after getting to the playoffs last season, contract extensions for the GM, for the head coach, for the quarterback, right now none of those moves look very good. None of those three moves look very good for Michael Bidwell. And after a, at a certain amount of time, we've said this. This is Michael Money, like not Kyler, but Steve and Cliff. That's Michael Money. And if he wants to, you know, walk away from fifty million dollars and pay these guys off to go away, that's his prerogative. It's his football team. If he wants to do that, he can do that. Well, he's going to have to. I mean, Gambo, Steve Kime, and Cliff Kingsbury are not seeing twenty twenty seven. In Arizona. No, no. The question is, did so, he even see 2024? Well, it, no. Well, 2023? No. They're not. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. So what I, I guess what I'm saying is, if you're going to have to pull the plug on the on the extensions at some point, do it, yeah. do it when it's best for your football organization, which could very well be in three weeks. I mean, because they're, they're, not, they're not making it until 2027. I mean, you screwed that up. That's obvious. And you, and the best thing to do when you make a mistake is admit your mistake and just move on. Right. So now, he, Kyler's a different story. If Kyler ends up being a mistake, and Kyler regressed this year. Kyler had a terrible year. Uh, and next year's going to be a tough year, too, coming, from, coming off the ACL injury. Sometimes you need a full year of playing to get back to what you were. So I, I don't, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Kyler does next year. But you really can't get out from under Kyler's contract for a few more years, in my opinion, when you look at the contract. But as far as your GM and your coach is concerned, yeah. If you sign guys to an extension and you feel like, hey, you know what, I need to go, then you go in a different direction and you eat that money. You're not the only. Listen, I, I said this last week. When they fired Steve Wilkes, they had to eat that money. And all the coaches. All those coaches that got hired, Mike McCoy, like you had to eat that money when you when you hired Steve, Steve Wilkes and his staff and then fired them all within a year, you ate a lot of money. Okay, this is this is part of the part of the business. Like you make mistakes and you've got to move on from them. Yes, you you made your bed, you have to sleep yeah. in it. I mean, we've so, all made bad financial decisions with something one way or another, right? We've all bought something we're like you regretted it and you you can't get it out of you. You're stuck with it. So um, he's going to have to pay that money one way or another to, you, to the GM and the coach if he decides to move on from them and there's more of a more of a likelihood that he is going to do that especially with the reports out there now that you know the cardinals are prepared to have a 
new GM starting with next season. It was a, a report that came out um, over yeah, the weekend. It was Jonathan Jones. Jonathan so, Jones. So, so yep. rap, Rappaport, we heard. So Rappaport, just so everybody's kind of up to date if you were out and about over the weekend, Rappaport reported there is, quote, real doubt that Steve Kime is back. Okay. Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports was a little more definitive in his reporting. In fact, he had a full story. I encourage anybody to go read it on CBSSports.com. Uh, Jonathan Jones is basically saying the expectations now at this point are that Steve Kime and the, and the Arizona Cardinals are, and I'm paraphrasing, but are heading for divorce. Like There will be a new GM in place shortly after the season. And there has to be, because right after the Super Bowl, it's it's time for the combine. So Mike has to get that has to get those ducks in a row, and, and we inspect we expect that 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 he will. So I think the expectations for all of us echo the Jonathan Jones report uh, that Steve Kimes' tenure as GM is probably and coming remember, to an end. Sean Kugler files a request for arbitration, calls the allegations mysterious and untrue, uh, miscommunication or mistaken identity. Now a lot of people all over the place are putting up pictures of the GM and Sean Kugler, Steve Kimes and Sean Kugler, saying it kind of look alike. I wonder if it's you know if it's totally responsible on behalf of anybody that did that. By the way, totally, totally right? you have no idea. You have no idea, right? I mean, why? Like, like Sean Kugler's statement should stand on his own. He calls for for he filed a request for arbitration. Go through the arbitration. Go through the process. If he was wrongly fired, he'll have a right to sue the Cardinals and Michael Bidwell and get back pay or whatever you know whatever it is that that he's entitled to. He'll, okay, he'll but, get okay. But to say like somebody you know, but he does say in his statement mistaken identity, like it may have been somebody else. Yeah, but a couple things. The Cardinals came out right away and they 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 released their own statement. Now I'll paraphrase the statement. It was very it was legally done and very well written and been well stated. But the statement was essentially, yeah, everything Kugler just said is he's lying. He's wrong. And we've got the proof. Over the weekend, more reports came out. And I believe it was also Rappaport in regards to the Kugler deal. The Cardinals doubled down on that. Assuming the Cardinals are, are, are a Rappaport source, and I assume that they would be, or, or, or that they are, that this whole thing about mistaken identity is nonsense. That's him just trying to. No, the card. The Rappaport had it. They there's their security footage and eyewitness accounts that it's Sean Coogler. So when the Cardinals come out with a statement on Friday, right after Coogler's statement from his law firm and his own statement, the Cardinals are like, yeah, yeah, everything he just said. Right. We fired him for cause. It, I, I, I joked with Bernsey, like it, it was in my cousin Vinny when, when when the first attorney got up and said his whole deal. Joe Pesci stood up and said, yeah, everything he just said is bull. Right, right. It's the same thing the Cardinals no, did. Yeah, I mean, everything everything Coogler just said is bull blank. Yeah, and that's exactly what the Cardinal statement was. And Sean Coogler, listen, I, we're, I'm more confident now after hearing the Rappaport report about yeah. there being security footage. And then and the Cardinals said in a statement that they were confident the process yes. will result in a much different set of facts than those presented, and they had a good cause to fire Coogler. Right, and then Rappaport came out and said the Cardinals have security footage and eyewitness accounts, right. and to me, it, it, it seems like this is a guy trying to save his marriage, marriage. and his career yes and in the process you got two pictures of guys up there which is completely irresponsible and even though the gm wasn't named in that statement by kugler or the law firm 
You just wonder if a phone call wasn't made on the side. Brett McMurphy, to McMurphy. Or somebody that first did it and yeah. showed the pictures. Like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, unless you, unless somebody's telling you it's him, you can't assume. That's why I think something like that. That's you know, why I think of somebody from the law firm or Kugler's camp gave a side phone call or a text to Brett. Hey, McMurphy. what if it was this guy and not him? They kind of look alike. Type and of shame thing. on Brett McMurphy. Yeah, no I, shame on everybody involved in that. I totally agree. Um, if Steve Kime is going to lose his job as GM, it's very much going to be for the for the struggles that this team has had on the field and off the field. Okay, the off field things too. Listen, it's been a bad year from DeAndre Hopkins being suspended to James Saxon being placed on administrative leave because of a domestic battery charge. The Sean Kugler being fired. I mean, it's been Eno, a really Eno, Eno Benjamin Eno Benjamin trying to fight a coach. He refused to go in the game, and then he tried to fight a coach, and then he had to be cut immediately. I don't, th- I don't think it's out there, but I could say it now. Like he tried to fight a coach. That's the yeah. That's, well, I... that's the pattern. He first he wouldn't go back in the game, and then he tried to fight a coach. Yes. Yeah, so, so that there, was... there we go. Now it's out there. Yep. Breaking and... news. Burns and Gamble. Yeah. Tim Ring and John Gambadoro. There it is. Yeah. I Wouldn't mean, go I... in the game and then try to fight the coach. Right. And so that's what I was told, that there were like three things that were involved, you know, in the whole Eno thing. But again, that just puts... Wouldn't go in the game... Was pouting because Connor started. Then he tried to fight a coach after the game. This is what I got from Eno Benjamin. Would not go in the game. Uh, when he was told, we need you to go in the game, he wouldn't go in the game. So they tried to get him to go in the game. He said no. By the way, you want to clarify, this is what you have on Eno Benjamin. This is what said, I have on Eno Benjamin. Yeah, you said from Eno Benjamin. Oh, I, don't, from, I don't want people to think yeah, that no, no, Eno's Eno. telling on you Eno. that Eno, yeah. Eno wouldn't tell on No, on Eno, that he wouldn't go in the game, that he was kind of pouting because Connor started it. Then he tried to fight a coach after the game. Yeah. Well, That's the important game. So when you start to throw all these things, man, it's off the field, on the field, and then the, the struggles of the team, it's been a really... And then, you know, you gave Cliff a contract, and it, people were Sure, and Cliff when the season ended. Okay, yeah, you won 11 games, you got to the playoffs, but like this offense really isn't that great. Like, you know, and then you got clobbered by the Rams, you had those late season collapses. Most people are like, man, just wait another year. You're in no rush to sign the guy. You were, you, you, you may have now, you could make the argument that you were in a rush to sign, to sign Kyler because, you know, his agent was adamant that they weren't going to play to for play. that money. Yes. But I think with Cliff, I don't think, like, where was Cliff going to go? Like, there was some false you know, some report out there. Maybe he'll go to college if he's, he doesn't get his money. I he, think. It's a, he's here to throw the football, and their passing offense is not that great. No, no, they're not. They're <laughs> not. They're not a great passing offense. So I think you can make that argument that they should have waited on Cliff. Suns versus Lakers tonight. No Anthony Davis. No LeBron James. We'll talk about that next right here on Arizona Sports, the sports leader.